Hi, I'm Becky Eakins, business mindset and lifestyle coach for occupational therapists. I focus on creating a freedom-based online business, helping OTs to package up their skills in unique and exciting offers that feel so good that they sell with ease in the online space. Since leaving the profession of OT, I have now worked with hundreds of clients online, helping them to create a life they feel inspired by. In this podcast, I will talk about the lifestyle goals, mindset and strategy you need to create your own life of freedom. Today's session is all about money mindset. After coaching OTs for the past few years, I do know that they struggle with a few key aspects of business. That is for sure. It's just something that happens over and over again. So generally, OTs are not always great at sales and marketing. It's not a skill that we've had to pick up. So therefore, we've got a bit of a a gap in knowledge. And um, they've often got a lot of fears. And these fears tend to be quite similar. It tends to be that we think we need more qualifications before we can take action. And, um, you know, and there's this fear of litigation and the fear of of things happening if we step outside our role. But very often, money mindset is a really big thing that comes up over and over again. In actual fact, it comes up so often in our group calls, you wouldn't even believe it. It's frequently one of the the biggest things that we need to talk through as a group of entrepreneurs, um, talking about with my clients. So today's episode, what we're going to do is we're just going to raise awareness about money mindset. It's too big to just actually deal with all of it in this episode. So therefore, we should just be raising your awareness to your own money mindset and your blueprint. And um, it's evident, basically, when OTs are charging low prices, it's evident as they struggle to even believe that anybody could pay more. And almost all OTs or many, many OTs when um, I'm on sales calls or just connecting with people, they'll always say the same thing. You don't know what it's like in my area. Um, The people who live here will not pay more. And yet everybody in the world, apart from maybe people in Dubai, nearly every person has said the same to me. And it's become actually quite funny because I hear this so often. And we all seem to think it about our own area. But you don't understand the people here. They're not like they are everywhere else. And this is just a thought. And it is literally reflected from your belief. So you base your belief on your money blueprint and then you seek out reinforcement all the time um, because your subconscious brain just wants to be right. It just wants to, to know and keep you in these same patterns that have always been true in the past. And so you actively look for examples to reinforce this view without even knowing it. And you always find examples because you can find examples for, for any belief. 
So your thoughts will affect your emotions and um, then in turn it affects your action. And of course, your action affects your results. So it's just like this ongoing cycle. And basically, your, your thoughts and your emotions are going to leave this deep down imprint on what you physically see in front of you. So your outer world will be a reflection of your inner world. And let's look at that as an example in action. So if you have this belief that the economy is in a poor state, it's a really strong belief. You think it's so strong, this belief. You actually don't even know it's a belief. You think it's a fact. It's just a fact based on evidence. And so you've got a belief that people will be feeling the pinch at the minute. And it may be attached to emotion because you may be feeling anxiety around that. It may be that it triggers an emotion from childhood where maybe your parents struggled during a previous recession or you know, maybe you heard arguments as you was growing up as a child, but there's this emotional attachment to this pain of this poor economy. And um, the emotion will literally start to change the way you act without you even knowing it. So it might be that you've got a tendency to offer lower prices than you would have before. It might be that you hesitate in your delivery of giving the price when you're trying to sell. It might be that you've just got less confidence when you're saying it. And these are subtle differences in your actions but they make a big difference when you're actually selling. So because of your belief that you think is fact, because of the way it affects your emotion, you take subtly very small but different actions without realizing it. And then, of course, you create the same reality which reinforces your view that this is definitely fact. So over and over again, you will then see that clients or potential clients, they're paying lower, they're not um, committing to you, they've not got the money. And that's just because that's what you've projected out subtly. So it's how money mindset can creep into your business and take hold. Oh, it's so sneaky. And it can be that you're not even aware that it's a money mindset problem. Like I said, you just think it's fact. And in most developed countries, there's literally going to be people who can pay, who who can pay a lot more. And there's going to be people who struggle for money. Like there's just always this range of people. Um, So no matter what your price is, you're always going to, to have this range of people. And um, that means there'll always be people who think your prices are too high. And there's always going to be people who see the absolute value in what you do and become your raving fans um, and will pay a lot more. And so you just basically get to decide where you feel is right. And that's why we work on our money mindset so that we're not having to deliver a service based at the lower end, um, which effectively what happens is it keeps you in two jobs, three jobs. It means that you are working really long hours, you're burnt out, you're exhausted. And actually the risk of that is ultimately you'll stop 
doing what you love because you can't afford to, you can't sustain the pace. So you know you've got a money mindset problem if you keep repeatedly attracting in people who can't afford your services. Now, as I've said, there's always going to be some people who can't. We don't worry about that. But if you're getting call after call or, you know, person after person who is continuously saying we can't afford to pay this, then it's very often a money mindset issue here. Um, and and it's not just a simple case of you work on your money mindset and then you're only going to get top payers. It's not going to be fully like that, but you'll see a difference. You will see that you'll be attracting in more people who can pay. So it's important to look for patterns in business and the patterns are very often a reflection of you. This is why I talk about energetics so much. So the run of people who can't afford your services, then it's time for you to do the money mindset. If you've got a run of people who back out at the last minute, then you might want to look at where you're lacking in commitment in your life. Um, and it doesn't have to be financial. It could be another area. If you have a run on people who are taking a long time to make a decision on purchases, then you might want to assess how you make your own decisions in life because it could well be a reflection of who you are. Money mindset can also be evident if you've got patterns of making large amounts of money but spending it as fast as you can with this boom-bust cycle where you are up and down, all a money mindset problem if you've got constant fears over not having enough of the clients drying up, always worrying that, you know, that things might happen in the future and you're not going to have the work. Or oh, another one could be there's already too many people delivering this. You know, my competition is already too big. There won't be enough people who can pay and people are just getting backup jobs and, and, you know, and it's all scarcity or poverty mindset. So basically still a money mindset issues and that's fueling these ideas. And it can make a big difference to your business and to your lifestyle if you're fueled by this scarcity mindset. I recorded a mindset meditation, one that you can do overnight. Very powerful in terms of helping you create the confidence, the self-belief and deal with any money mindset issues. I use these kind of overnight meditations all the time. I found them incredibly powerful. So I've created a very special one and I'm giving it for free to all of my podcast listeners. You can download it on the show notes. Another money mindset issue can be how you spend how you sell is very often how you buy. So your spending habits are so important. So do you walk straight into a shop and just look at the price? You don't even walk in an expensive shop. Do you go for bargain basement, always buying cheap? Do you struggle to spend because you're so obsessed with saving? 
do you spend and spend and spend and then get stuck in a cycle of guilt? Um, That was always mine. Um, What is around your home? Is it full of things that you love? Is it simple? Is it decluttered? Is it overfull? Is it, you know, is it emotional purchases that you then regret? Like, just think about how you spend because it's so telling on on how you will sell and it and it helps you share money mindset issues evidence that you have to work on money mindset as well can be that you place no value on money at all so things people might say if they're at this stage are i don't care about the money i just want to help and yet they're deeply unhappy with their current situation and maybe feel stressed and overworked. Um, So that's a a common problem. Other clues are based around sales. So how many sales are you having or are you, and when I mean sales, I mean, um, you know, like 10% off today. Oh no, it's another weekend. Well, I'm going to give you 50% off. I'm going to give you everything. (laughs) And just those kind of sales, like constantly discounting your services, um, undervaluing what you do, or just this desire to keep giving and giving and giving. And actually, you're not really getting paid properly because you give so much away. You're packaging all these extra things up. So if you're giving your services away for free or very low cost due to this desire to help and because we're OTs, we do want to help people. So this is always this this balancing problem. So yeah, do, do you have that? So the the podcast episode today, it's really not here to to solve all of these money mindset problems, but raise awareness of them for the simple fact that raising awareness is the first step of change. So the more you delve into it, the more you start to recognize your patterns, the more you can step out of that and start to um, and start to create a new reality. So if you are identifying with any of these things and suspect you need some work, then it's definitely something that you want to explore. Looking at your current reality, like literally your current reality right now, this second, is always the best way of looking um, what your money mindset is like, like literally what's in your bank account. Don't make any excuses. Don't make any excuses saying, well, you know, I'm just waiting for this or this was supposed to happen or that person took this off me. Literally no excuses right now, this second, what's in your bank account? Have you got savings, investments that you're happy with? What's your income like? What are you spending? bending patterns like and how do you feel inside when you think about money right now today with your current reality you know if you're thinking about your finances for the for the year or even just the month how how does that make you feel and then if we think about your business how confident are you with setting prices how comfortable do you feel actually asking for money So just literally have a think about that because that's this honesty that we've got with ourselves. There can be so many excuses. Oh, but it's going to get 
better. It's it's this, but we'll keep dragging ourselves back to the same reality while we've got the same blueprint. So it's just something to be aware of. And within that, we've all got like this financial thermostat within us that's set to have like this energetic minimum and an energetic maximum in our financial thermostat. And so there's this amount that you can have in the bank before you start feeling a bit uncomfortable. I say twitching, you know, that that feeling when you're just like, Oh, or, you know, there's there's not enough money there. I need to do something about it. Or the same at the top, you know, like there's an amount you can have in your bank account where you think, oh, that's too much. I just feel a bit uncomfortable and, you know, you don't feel safe. So it's really good to start actually acknowledging that twitching point and be aware of it and start to recognize the number at the top. So, as I said before, raising awareness is the first step of change. So get to know your numbers. And for some people, their their lowest amount might be, you know, it could be 20K in the bank. It could be 10K, it could be 5K. But there will be many people whose energetic minimum on the thermostat is like minus something. And it's only when they hit the end of their overdraft that they start to um, feel stressed about it. So everybody's number is going to be somewhere different. And it's the exact same at the top of it, because some people are just able to hold more money. And if you've got an upper limit, you'll just notice that every time you have more money, you know, like you sell a house or something happens, something comes into your bank, that the money will just disappear over a certain threshold. You won't keep it. Even though you thought you would, it will just somehow disappear because you'll have found a way to spend it. And you might say, well, all these bills came through or the car broke down or something. But that's always going to happen until we deal with the energetic minimum and maximum. And your financial thermostat as well, it might be different between different bank accounts and savings as well. So just think what numbers kind of forming your financial thermostat. It's really good to know that. And uh, don't worry if it's set to, to lower than you would like, because it's possible to change. Everything is possible to change. The first step to creating this change is to be aware of it. So writing it down will just give you an awareness of this. Um, I like to visualize mine increasing. And I also like to talk about it and feel grateful for it increasing in my morning gratitude so that I can feel this growth coming in. Um, and I've really noticed over the years how that changes. So when I explain what kind of prices um, that OTs can be charging, many OTs just kind of open their mouths wide and stare in shock um, because they're just not used to charging good rates. And um, being in a healthcare system, so many of us are just used to delivering healthcare for free or we're not the ones doing the billing or we feel that there should be some equality in access to healthcare. Um, so that's that's where it becomes embedded because it's part of our values and it's part of who we are. But the problem we've got with OTs who are insisting on charging low rates and charging per hour and trying to 
keep this healthcare accessible to all is that, you know, they can be poor, they can be struggling to make ends meet. Now, this is not in every case, but it's very frequent that OTs are needing a second job, they're needing to supplement their income, they're needing to do something else to be able to create money. Um, and they're high risk of burnout because of this, because of this desire to, to help people equally and, and to be able to provide this low cost care. And ultimately, it does impact on client care because you are burnt out. You're not able to think and be as creative in the same way. You're tired at the point of delivery. Um, you're generally seeing too many clients and then um, struggling with your own personal life because everything's on this fast fast, fast, fast conveyor belt and you're unable to get off because of this, this need to make money. So I see this a little bit different. And obviously my focus is on creating a freedom style business. So remember this, this is always where my focus is. So the freedom style, you know, not having to trade time for money, ultimately being smart, having automations and creating a business model that works for you really, instead of risking you burning out. So to me, the answer lies in high ticket offers, not trying to rush for creating low ticket offers, which no ticket would be like these courses for $150, not, not rushing to that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing long term in your business, but actually starting high ticket to bring in the money before we then turn the income into a passive income. So this really means that we're creating deeper transformations for clients. We've got to, to be able to create high ticket means you need to be able to create something that's really going to change lives. And that means we have to think in a different way because we're most or many OTs, I'm not saying everybody, but we're very often used to a limited service provision where we have budgets and constraints and time restrictions, resources and all, all different things that are stopping us from being really deeply, truly effective. And what I'm saying is, if you could create something that was deeply, truly life-changingly effective, what would that be? Because that's when we want to package things up and then we can sell them for higher rates. So that does mean that you might want some tiered pricing. I'm not saying that you have to create something that's so inaccessible to everything, uh, to everyone, you know. And sometimes you can have as well within this, you can design within your business charitable places or, you know, once you're bringing in money, you can create some like scholarship type things so that you you can actually host people at the occasional lower rate if they if they seem like the right fit for what you're doing so ot's who come to me charging really low prices and recognizing that they're burnt out and yet they want they want time freedom they want financial freedom we've got an issue basically because it's this same desire to keep your prices low and accessible. It's that same belief 
that is keeping you stuck. That is meaning you've got to have that day job as well, that you're working crazy amounts of hours and feeling burnt out. So there's always this balance and we've got to be open to change. If something feels uncomfortable within us and we're not happy, sometimes it's our beliefs that, again, we thought were fact, but actually truly are just beliefs. We have to be open to working on those beliefs and actually starting to create a new reality within our mind that then can be reflected within our world. And so there's just many, many reasons why money mindset is so important to work on. And the more work you do, and certainly for me, this seems to be a never-ending space for growth. I I hear that from other entrepreneurs. Uh, There's just so many different levels and skills and um, mindset kind of things that you need to learn. So it's continuous. You can't not do this work, really. And the crazy thing is, because I've had people come to me and say, no, not me. Not me. I was born into a wealthy family. I have no problems with money mindset, but it's most likely not true um, because you can still come from a very strong and wealthy background, but have a poor money mindset. Um, there's just generational patterns attached to money um, that have and that have just been passed down through the generations and they're they're told in stories. So we don't even realize that we've absorbed them. It may be aunties, maybe uncles, it could be school, it could be somewhere else. It doesn't even have to be from your immediate family. So storytelling is a a big part of where we get that. And there can be these throwaway insignificant comments that are made to you as a child and observations of what others did, and they become part of your blueprint. Now, as you know, children don't always interpret things in the most obvious of ways. So your blueprint, often set from the age of naught to seven, might actually have a very different perception to what the adults thought at the time, because as a child, you saw this in a different way. So don't think just because you've got a background of wealth that that means that you have no problems with money mindset because it very often is still work that we need to dive into. And it's interesting work as well, really, just delving into what your money blueprint actually looks like. One method that you can do to really start identifying the patterns and the stories in the background is literally just to write down every every single money memory that you've got from as young as you can remember. So I don't know if people remember the 10 penny mix. That's what we had in England when I was growing up as a child, a little white paper bag and you would have 10 sweets that went in that. And we'd go to a shop on a Saturday um, if we could persuade my mum to do that. And to persuade my mum, we had to put our hands down the settees and try and find 10p 
And invariably, we always did find some loose change down the back of the settee. But that was that's quite a strong memory for me that if I want something, I've got to like scrape round and um, go in the corners and and try and find these coins. So and, you know, that's not a particularly bad memory for me, but it's it's there. It's one of them. So they're not always going to be traumatic. They're not always going to be very good. They might just be events but if you remember them it's significant to write it down and just literally go through everything like your parents their relationship with money or whoever brought you up and how how their relationship with money was affecting you how did this change through your childhood because obviously childhood is a long time so you might have you might have been poor then rich then poor then rich and um you know there might have been arguments within your home about money it could be different at christmas maybe it was the time of year that caused some stress or anxiety or different emotions to come out so just literally write everything absolutely everything that you can think about because it's just good to bring all of this up and um, start to identify where your stories actually were created and start to realize that you know these stories were created to keep you safe very often based on the reality um, as, as you was a child and just question is that a belief that you want to take forwards in the future is that a belief or a fact, you know, if you've been holding on to all these things thinking, this is just fact, it's on the news, it's current reality, is it? Or is it just what you're choosing to believe at this time? And could you, if you wanted, create a new belief? So I hope this helps for today in terms of money mindset, but do keep your eyes out for future podcasts because I will be sharing for sure more things on money mindset. I just wanted to take a moment to share how I help occupational therapists to create their own version of freedom. I help OTs all around the world to design, launch and scale their online business. You will learn how to tap into a deeper understanding of your purpose, your mission, and how to turn that into an exciting offer to sell online. I've clients who've hit 3K, 5K, 10K and 15K months. Anything is possible. If it sounds like a good fit, then contact me via the link on the show notes.